This is your favorite sports podcast on the official Moose's Mulligans website. J.D. Martinez! Is it four? It's gone! J.D. Martinez homers in four consecutive plate appearances at Dodger Stadium. And the Diamondbacks are beating up L.A. It's 13 to nothing. Now here's your host. Alex Dreisick. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world Welcome to Moose's Mulligans with me, your host, Alex Dreisick. Make sure to check out the show at moosesmulligans.weebly.com and give us a like at facebook.com slash moosesmulligans because this is where money talks and BS walks on your favorite sports podcast. You got yourself a deal. So a lot of cool stuff going around in sports with the Winter Olympics. The USA got their first ever gold in curling. Woohoo! USA! 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 A lot of good stuff like Sean White getting gold and a lot of US pride. And we normally don't do as well as like Norway in the Winter Olympics because... That's about nine months of their season, but it was still really fun to watch. Now, for this episode, we're going to be getting into a preview of the second half of the NBA, and I wanted to look over some of the recent MLB moves and kind of put some question marks on them. But first, I wanted to open up with what's been going on with the NCAA. As you all know, I'm a student athlete, so I'm always going to talk about stuff going on with the NCAA. And I would hope you all would love to listen about the NCA because it affects us all more than we think. Now, what's been going on is the FBI has been investigating college basketball. And there's been some big exposure. And what I think people are getting confused on what's, what's really being exposed. Now, I know change needs to come to the game from this, but let's look at, let's look at what's really happening right now. So Arizona basketball is having some NCAA issues in that Head coach Sean Miller was apparently wiretapped by the FBI in which he discussed a $100,000 payoff to now freshman center Aiton. Now, Eric Davis Jr. and Malik Pope are college basketball players that haven't played because of accusations, so they're not playing the sport. They're, they have to sit out because of these accusations. Miles Bridges of Michigan State, he's trying to get back on the court after a $70 lunch was paid for and $400 went to his mom, not to him. His mom took $400. The point is how this is affecting the student-athletes. Now, I don't want to get too much into this until all the details come out from the FBI investigation, but student-athletes aren't making a salary, and we already heard from Shabazz Napier that student-athletes are going to have some nights where they go hungry. That should sound ridiculous, first of all, to the NCAA. If student-athletes are going hungry, what the hell is the NCAA even doing to help? And why the hell are they, is there even an NCAA if they're not going to help players who are going hungry? If their families are going hungry? Why is it okay after all the NCAA has put the student-athletes through, they can just take the game away from them and make them sit out like this? It's, it, the point is that the NCAA is not supporting the student-athletes, and I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be the number one thing on their priority list. An example is like uh, last night 
Aiton still played for Arizona, even though he's facing this scandal. And every time he got to the free throw line, they chanted 100,000, 100,000, or they chanted, where's the money, where's the money? And this is a freshman in college. This should be embarrassing to the NCAA that this is all happening. And everyone keeps saying change, change is going to come, change needs to happen. I'm still waiting to watch the NCAA actually give a damn about their student-athletes instead of having March Madness with 40 sponsors and the kids get, what, a free watch? It's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting until we actually see kids getting help, getting degrees uh, to the best of their ability instead of this one-year rule, the one-and-done rule. It's ridiculous, and the NCAA has a long way to go. Like I said, I don't want to get too much into the NCAA until I get all the details, but all I can say <laughs> is once I get all the details, I don't think I'm going to be much happier with them. As you can already tell, I kind of have a rough spot for what they do to student-athletes like me and across the nation. Now, moving on to what I want to talk about and all the really cool stuff that's fun to talk about, baseball. So Jake Odorizzi got traded to the Twins. Now... He doesn't throw that hard. He's he's a really big secondary and third pitch guy. That's how he that's how he makes his living. But it is a good, reliable starter for the Twins that they need. Now, Irvin Santana is hurt and he's very shaky in a sense. And we know they have young prospects like Barrios, and they have a good lineup with Sano. Bucks, Buxton and Sano are very good and very young and with bright futures. Brian Dozier's been a rock in their lineup and one of the most underrated players. What he's doing at second base for the Twins, by the way, is unbelievable. But Jake Odorizzi should be a, the rock of like Brian Dozier in their, in, their, in their starting rotation, they're hoping. And they're trying to make a push. It's pretty obvious. They look and they see the weakness in the AL Central. They see the Chicago White Sox rebuilding. They see the Kansas City Royals losing a lot of guys. They see the Detroit Tigers in full rebuild mode with the White Sox. So that just leaves, obviously the Indians are pretty good and are on the last year that they can really make a push. And it, it leaves the Twins looking like, hey, we got two, three years to compete in this division, which I, I totally agree with. Now, on the other side of this trade was the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays did a good job of getting prospects like always. They build a bunch of prospects and, you know, like in 08, they might make one run with all the prospects to the World Series and then... They'll become big-name free agents, and they can't afford them all, so they have to trade them away. But they still do have Chris Archer right now, and I think they should try to move him, obviously, if they're already moving Odorizzi. And by the way, designating, doing a DFA on Corey Dickerson, just letting him go just to get $12 million, I think it was $12.5 million back, that was, I don't know what that was about. I know you're rebuilding, and he's not the youngest guy, but the guy's a freaking all-star and a lefty hitter, and all you're going to do is get some cash for him? The Tampa Bay Rays never spend cash. They can't even get a new stadium right now. They need to, they need to do something different. If they're going to let Corey Dickerson go, how can you tell that small fan base they already have? And I know, I know I'm going to hear from him from those few Tampa Bay fans out there, and I say few again. But <laughs> that small fan base, how are you going to pitch to them that you're trying to build for the future? If you let an all-star go away for some cash that you never spend. I just think uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have a lot of questions to answer. 
I know the AL East, which I'm about to get to, is super challenging right now. But I don't, I don't even see the, the point in taking the cash if you're not going to do anything with it. I'd rather have the All-Star. Now, the, uh, the AL East. J.D. Martinez is now signed with the Boston Red Sox. And we're looking at the AL East like we did back in the early 2000s. I, th- I mean, when, when it was David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, it, it was Pedro Martinez pitching. You know, it was Rod- Roger Clemens against Pedro Martinez in the 03 ALCS. You had A-Rod, you, you know, you had Derek Jeter. There, there was a lot of, lot of firepower, a lot of good players in the AL East. And it was pretty much uh, hands down the best division. Now... Are we getting back to that? I mean, you look, Giancarlo Stanton has now come to the Yankees, and the Yankees are loaded with talent. That's very obvious right now. Pitching could use a little help still, but, man, they're they're looking pretty good. Now you look at the Red Sox, who won the division last year. They still have Chris Sale. I'm not a big David Price fan. I'm, I'm a Yankee fan. You know, I always joke, he didn't come because of the beard. What beard? Ne- never mind, I'm getting off topic. But <laughs> the whole point is the Red Sox... Add J.D. Martinez to that lineup with Jackie Bradley, Andrew Benatendi, Mookie Betts, a veteran in Pedroia. Hanley Ramirez is in, but, I mean, he's, he's, doing, he, he's good for Fenway. That righty, same with J.D. Martinez, obviously. That righty power to the monster is going to be very fun to watch. Now, they still have Craig Kimbrell. That's a solid bullpen. I mean, the AL East, I know people are talking... That the Blue Jays, I'm never on the Blue Jays bandwagon. I'm sorry, I just can't take it with the injuries. And they're always a little too old. You know, it's, I don't think the Blue Jays are really competing for the division. I don't even think they're really competing for a wild card. Now, the Orioles seem to be trying to because they haven't traded Machado. But they go and they're adding some pitching now to try to help, which still I'm not so sure is enough with this division. So, the Tampa Bay Rays, I obviously said I think they're out. They quit. But between the Red Sox and Yankees, I don't think we can really give a definitive answer on which team is better right now. I mean, they're so young, the Yankees, and the Red Sox have so much... I I, want to say they're not streaky, but, I mean, now that they have Chris Sale, I mean, that'll end a losing streak real quick. But we're waiting to see that... uh, that playoff attack from the Red Sox because last year was a little... I know they lost to the team that won the World Series, but their ALDS performance was subpar. Now they have a new manager in Alex Cora. Yankees have a new manager in Aaron Boone. And it it's some exciting time in the AL East. I mean, the, the, I'm hoping to see the rivalry reborn like with fireworks and everything again because these two teams obviously are going head-on to try to win the American League. I, I, we're not even talking about Houston getting Garrett Cole anymore. We're just talking about the AL East. So I think these two teams obviously are building up big hype for this next season. All right, quick break here on Moose's Mulligans. When we come back, we're bringing on Ben Huff to preview the second half of the NBA. Right here where Money Talks and BS Walks. Nibbling on sponge cake. Watching the sun bake. This is your favorite sports podcast on the official Moose's Mulligans website. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Now here's your host, 
Alex Dreisick. Welcome back to Moose's Mulligans, where money talks and BS walks with me, your host, Alex Dreisick, on your favorite sports podcast. Now, we're going to get into the NBA after an exciting first half and a really interesting all-star game. I say it kind of weirdly because the game was great. I liked the game. Just the production, the L.A. style with Fergie's national anthem and the intros. There's a question mark on the end for me. But let's talk about the actual sport here, and let's bring on Ben Huff to talk about it. So now we're going to bring on Ben Huff. And we're going to talk about what's going on for the second half of the NBA season after what was a pretty exciting first half, wouldn't you say so, Ben? Oh, I definitely agree. I love the first half. I'm excited for the next. Yeah, so uh, part of this, what made it so exciting was the Cavaliers struggled. And it was kind of cool to see how they struggled. And I, I think they've uh, made some interesting adjustments. And I wanted to hear your thoughts so far on the new Cavaliers is what I'm calling them. I love the, I love how the new Cavaliers are playing. They they're playing like they're having fun, which is how you play better. You play better basketball when you're having fun. You're messing around with your guys, and that's what you saw right away in that first game. LeBron's smiling and pointing at Jordan Clarkson when he makes the drills a three. So this this is going to be an amazing last half of a season because we're going to see the Cavs climb back up into the standings, and then they're going to make their run in the playoffs as LeBron always does. So I'm really excited for the way the Cavs are playing. Right, from a GM's, from a general manager standpoint, they had already sacrificed a lot for this season, so it made sense to push all for now. And they weren't really playing good defense anyway. I'm, the, I, I feel like they've played a little less defense from what I've watched, but it doesn't matter because they're scoring more. They seem to be unselfish. LeBron's almost putting up triple doubles every game now in a healthy way. It's not like the whole team's relying on him. So I think it's a. I think it's a really good job on their part of adjusting, and I think it really puts pressure on teams like the Raptors, who are starting to see their time ticking away, and honestly, the Pistons trading for Blake Griffin it puts a lot of pressure on them. So, mo- yeah, for yeah sure. go, go for it. Uh, I'm just looking forward to when Kevin Love comes back and how he's going to be integrated back into the team, how much better that team's going to be. Because with the energy coming off of Clarkson and Nance, as well as Hood and Hill, they're a whole new team, and I'm super excited to see how they all play out with Love. It seems, hopefully they don't blame Kevin Love again. That's all I have to say, poor guy. Uh, so let's move over to the West. You know, we've been calling it the Wild West on this show, because it really has been. It's, been. it's been pretty incredible so far. With Kawhi Leonard sitting out, I just kind of wanted to know your opinion so far on what you think of the West. With the West, besides the top two seeds, it's a whole, uh, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. Within, what, the third seed all the way to the tenth seed, it's like a four-and-a-half game difference. Yeah, the Clippers so are still game. in it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Clippers, Jazz, but then the Lakers drop off much farther. But um, it could be anyone. Let's see how the Pelicans do without um, Cousins and see how Davis does well by himself. Nuggets are playing great ball, so let's see how they play well against the Rockets in their next coming game. Uh, and it's, it's sad to see Jimmy Beller go down. Uh I saw that game, and I saw what happened to him right when it happened. I thought it was an ACL, but I'm very happy it was just meniscus, but he's going to miss some time. Luckily, that's just meniscus, so hopefully he'll be all good to go pretty soon. Not won't be a, a season-ending injury from what we're hearing, so that's, that's good news for the Timberwolves. Now, 
what's really interesting about this season is for the first time in a long time, I think the Spurs might not be a top three seed. We finally see them getting pressured by the Rockets, the Warriors, even the Thunder are starting to make a late push, but the Timberwolves, I think, are way higher and better than them right now. And it's, I think it's fun to see the Spurs actually getting pushed around a little bit. And it'll be interesting to see if, if all their resting does pay off in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And the Spurs, the Spurs are only going to make the playoffs when they have great competition. Um, but without Kawhi, they're not going to be a real, they're not going to be in So we'll see how far they go, but I doubt they'll going to make it past the semifinal. Right, I'm just hoping Kawhi doesn't get too rusty on the bench. So, well, I, I thought Kawhi Leonard was going to be the MVP this year. I wrote a whole article on it, and injuries have obviously taken away from that. So let's talk about the MVP race here. You know, I'm going to ask you right now, who who's your top MVP guy right now? I'm going with fellow Sun Devil, James Harden. Uh, he's just playing phenomenal basketball. His team's first in the West. Uh, it's, it's a two-horse race for sure with him and uh, LeBron James, but right now it's James Harden by nose. Yeah, James Harden looks great, and Chris Paul's definitely helping him out. I'm going to stick with LeBron James right now because watching him before the All-Star break, how he was playing so many minutes and carrying the team so much was already enough to win me over as long as he stays healthy. Now that he has the supporting cast, it should be easier for him to stay healthy. But there's no knock if James Harden wins it. I mean, they've been unbelievable, the Rockets. They're they're threatening the Warriors, which is, what uh, honestly, we didn't think anybody would really catch them. So it's impressive what he's been able to do with, you know, it's it's not a deep bench. So he's doing a great job with Chris Paul and Trevor Ariza and, you know, and Eric Gordon. He's, they're doing a great job in Houston. Oh, I agree. And they're with when Harden, Paul, and Capel are all on the floor. I think they've only missed one or lost one game. It's so, a, it's very impressive. Extremely impressive. So they those three can just stick together and have the support from Gordon and Trevor Reza, like you said. They're going to go really far and really contend with the Warriors. All right, now all we got to do is ride out the second half, hope guys stay healthy, and see how the seeding plays out because it's always interesting in basketball with eight teams making it on both sides. Yeah, for sure. I'm, anytime anyone plays, you just pray no one gets hurt because this is just a league where we seem to lose a guy every day. So hopefully we can just keep them healthy. Right, right. Thanks for coming on, Ben, like always. Of course, anytime, buddy. All right, that's all the time we have for this week on Moose's Mulligans. Thanks to my guest, Ben Huff. And thanks for tuning in, like always. Check us out at moosesmulligans.weebly.com and give us a like at facebook.com slash moosesmulligans. Always, always, always send in your opinions, as I love to hear them. That's it for this week, and remember, money talks and BS walks, right here on Moose's Mullins. We'll see you next week. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces, singing whiskey for my men, beer for my horses.